This is Pathfinder, a weekly moment dedicated to seeking Jesus and building deeper faith. My name is Derek Glover, and I'm a preacher serving the Church of Christ in Monroe, Wisconsin. I invite you to open your heart, mind, and Bible and study along today as we seek to know Jesus better through God's Word. Whether you've been a lifelong Christian or are simply curious, there's room for you here and room for us to grow together. I don't think about this often enough, but I've been a preacher now for better part of a decade, more than a decade, on and off. And my job is one of the only jobs that comes with a warning label from God. <laughs> That's kind of a scary thought. Were you aware of that? James writes in his epistle in chapter 3, beginning in verse 1, Do not become teachers in large numbers, my brothers, since you know that you who are teachers will incur a stricter judgment. My goodness, that should give me pause. I should think about that more sometimes, that God looks at me differently, and he looks at all those who stand in the position of teachers of this word, and they will receive a harsher scrutiny for the actions of their life. Why is this? Verse 2, James says, For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to reign in the whole body as well. Now, if we put bits into the mouths of horses so they obey us, we direct their whole body as well. Look at ships too. They are so large and are driven by strong winds. They are nevertheless directed by a very small rudder wherever the inclination of the pilot determines. Now, to this point, I'm having trouble making sense of this. Okay, I'm supposed to be very careful because I'm a teacher, right? Because I'm a teacher of God's word. And, and that means that I have to guard my life and watch myself a little bit more closely. And he says, because we're all human, we all make mistakes. But if, if you can master yourself, if you can gain control of yourself, then you are a more complete person, able to rein in the whole body. Now, he uses these examples of bits in the mouths of horses. These large animals are directed so easily by a small thing in their mouth. Large ships are turned, though driven by strong winds, they are turned by a small rudder. What's the point of this? Well, it, it might be my least favorite verse in the Bible, because when I was young, grew up in a Christian home with a mother who was very devout, uh, this verse was quoted to me very often when I, would, um, when I would smart off to her or say something I shouldn't say. She used this verse, and so I have some baggage with this verse. In verse 5 of James 3. So also, the tongue is a small part of the body, and yet it boasts of great things. See how a great forest is set aflame by a small fire, and the tongue is a fire. The very world of unrighteousness, the tongue is set among our body's parts as that which defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell. My goodness. My mom didn't quote that whole thing, by the way. I didn't get the whole part about being set on fire by hell, but she did talk a lot about the tongue and its power. Now, if being a human being and knowing what I know about human beings and looking at history and seeing all of the ways that people's lives have been changed and harmed and damaged and turned upside down and destroyed— I would not pinpoint the tongue as the body part that is probably the one that needs to be guarded most. 
if you catch my drift. And yet that's what James says. He says that this tongue is this small thing, like the rudder of a ship, like the bit in the mouth of the horse. It's a small thing that has a huge impact on our life. Massive directional power in our life. And we can master so many things about our life and even about our physical body. But the tongue is one that is hard for people to master. It's hard for us to get a hold of. And yet it probably has the greatest impact, like the spark that lights a fire in the forest. The damage that is done by such a small thing is immense. Our body parts, the tongue is set among our body parts as that which defiles the whole body and sets the course for our life and is set on fire by hell. Now think about that. Every species of beast, this is verse 7, every species of beast and birds of reptiles and creatures of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by the human. That's true. I mean, you look at what kind of animals that we've domesticated as just pets, much less beasts of burden and livestock and animals that we even just keep in habitats and in zoos and we can go see them and and be around them. Uh, It's amazing the way that we have tamed and domesticated and and, uh, captivated our wildlife, sometimes very large. I mean, you've been to SeaWorld, seen some of the creatures they have there, seen the elephants, the giraffes in the zoos. We've been able to conquer so much. Verse 8, James says, but no one among mankind can tame the tongue. It is hopelessly wild. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who have been made in the likeness of God. Ooh, does that one hit home for me? I struggle with this because, yeah, you know, I'm human. I've said things about people and to people in front of them and behind them to others, even thought it in my mind. And then I stand on Sunday morning and I sing hymns and I offer prayer and I speak words of hope and encouragement and love, not even considering sometimes that this thing that produces words that harm and damage and destroy is also what I'm using to produce praise to the Father. You talk about uncleanliness, spiritual uncleanliness a defiled mouth that was full of insult and vitriol being used to worship God, I would dare say that it's a sweet aroma of praise. No, the tongue is something that somehow, in verse 10 says, from the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. And James says, my brothers and sisters, these things should not be. And he uses an example that a spring doesn't produce fresh water and salt water. It's one or the other. And our mouths, if we truly are following after Jesus, our mouths cannot be double-sided. They can't produce blessing and curse. They can't produce praise and insult. And yet here we are, human beings, human beings that are supposed to be bearing fruit. What is the fruit of our lips? What is the fruit of our mouth? Have we tamed our tongue? Have we mastered our bodies? Or are we like the large ships 
And like the massive uh, animals, are we being tossed about, turned, steered, and directed in our life by something small like our tongue? Have we let the fire burn out of control, or do we speak with love and compassion to one another? I know I struggle with this. I struggle with this mightily. I always have. Maybe, maybe my mom knew what she was talking about. Because of all the things we've tamed and conquered, what remains for mankind is not the seas, it's not the skies, it's not the land. It's something so simple, yet something so profound. Our words, the words we choose. People sometimes would would respond to someone who's using vulgar language and say, oh yeah, do you, do you kiss your mother with that mouth? Do you, do you, do you, uh, express love and care and concern with the same mouth that you are using to to hurl insults. I think we need to think of those things, consider those things, and ask ourselves if there's a better way that we can get a handle on this very, very vital and very powerful part of our bodies and the way God made us. Because it seems like it's not just a problem today. And I know if you're on social media, which is just another version of the tongue, it doesn't seem like we've gotten any better at it. But it's been a struggle for mankind from the beginning. James gives us a great warning here. May we take it to heart. May we always strive to do better. And may we remember that this thing that God gave us can do amazing things. It can praise him. It can encourage others. It can tell the story of Jesus. Let's not turn it into a weapon. Let's not throw stones. Let's not do damage. Let's build one another up in love so that we can be who God made us to be. That's all the time we have this week for Pathfinder. I hope you have found it to be an enjoyable and uplifting experience. Maybe something that's caused you to think about some things you hadn't before and maybe give you reason to open your Bible and get into the Word a little deeper. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach out to me through the Monroe Church of Christ website, monroechurchofchrist.org. You'll find contact information there, as well as previous episodes of Pathfinder that you can listen to at your convenience. If you're in the Monroe area, we certainly hope you would come and get to know us in person. You can find our meeting times and location on that website uh, also. And we hope we get to meet you in the future. Until next time, I'm Derek Glover. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. And may he give you peace.